This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. It's going to be a good one um, because we're going to be talking about our museum, which is pretty awesome and has a lot of great stuff going on at it uh, every second weekend of the month, right? Yeah. Uh, And that voice is our... um, Brian, what is your title now? I'm Cultural Services Poobah. Cultural Services Poobah. Okay. <laughs> well, it works for me. Yeah. So Brian um, is over our cultural services. Uh, he runs a museum, and then you also handle stuff at our at the John McMahon Center too, right? That is correct, yeah. Okay. And then you actually do some, um, some other things we're going to talk about, the second Saturday events that you do at the museum. Do most of those happen at the museum? Yes, they all do. All do? Uh, okay. Yeah. So we don't do anything like that at the McMahon Center or... No, until I get some help, um, we haven't focused any programming on the McMahon Center, no. Okay. Well, Councilwoman Brown hears this. She's going to be coming <laughs> after you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, she's already one of our volunteers. She's just wonderful. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, yeah she... Um, she just she's ex- she's excited about the McMahon Center because she calls it her her hometown park because it's the one close to where she uh-huh. lives. Yeah, so, yeah, she's um, told me that. So let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, we're already talk. Let's can we just briefly talk about the McMahon Center a little bit? Uh, sure. I, I told sure. you. I told Brian I wanted to come and talk about the museum. We're going to do that, but just real quick too, I want to talk about the McMahon Center just because a lot of I actually had someone recently ask me they didn't even know you know, that it was there because there's some park hours there. There's some, some playground equipment, the, there, all those trees that are there, there for a specific reason. Correct. Um, so let's, let's, so you can access the park, um, during like regular park hours. There's a gate around it, but one part of that is open typically. It's pretty much sunrise to sunset. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, And you can go in and use the playground equipment and that kind of stuff. And then the trees, tell me about the trees. The Arboretum was started by the park's namesake, John McMahon, who is a retired forester. And so he's the one up in the tower? Uh, <laughs> um, he, he's a bit higher than that right now. Well, was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, he, he did an awful lot. Uh, he did a lot of educational programs, and that was his passion. So he wanted to found an Arboretum where students could come. And, uh, I mean, the park's within walking distance of um, Richburg, um, Richburg, I I forget what it's called, special ed school, and um, Northwood Elementary. Yeah. So uh, he was always having kids come over there. And they would do nature walks. They would do like scavenger hunts to find like specific leaves and stuff. He was constantly calling me when I was with the newspaper. So Brian, I got another class coming over there. And he also started the little museum that was over there. And that was in the old Forester's house. And um, 
that that was really neat because it was just an eclectic gathering of a whole bunch of stuff, including stuffed critters. And that's what really got the kids' attention. So we were very pleased that all of that was carefully stored away when the house had to come down. Somebody's foot went through the floors. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, luckily, not in the public area, but it, it kind of was a real wake-up call, I understand. Um, so... Uh, it's now got a really beautiful home for the museum. Yeah, it's a whole new facility that we built. Right, right. Yeah. right. And um, had a lot of help from the county extension, and uh, the master gardeners got involved. So all those trees anyway that you had asked about, this is a roundabout way of yeah, getting back fine. to the trees. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, the, the tree, he planted those trees. They are all native species. And he had to a, Florida. Yeah. yeah, to Northwest Florida. Oh, wow. Just to the panhandle. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, he has a couple little water features in there, which are getting an overhaul. Um, Sheila Dunning from the County Extension and... Um, I think she's with the Wildlife Service, too. Uh, she's been real instrumental in rehabilitating that park. Yeah, yeah. She's been, I've been to a couple tree planting things, and uh -huh. she's been at those. I've met her at a couple other things we've had there. Her knowledge of the trees there and just like just nature in general yeah. <laughs> is uh, pretty anytime astounding. You, anytime <laughs> you step outside, Sheila can, you know, answer all your questions about yeah. it even if when it's hot she'll be like it's hot and i'm oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> yeah now she she's she's absolutely wonderful she's an incredible asset so uh, whenever there's an event over there sheila's always involved somehow yes yeah, we have right. the the 4-h meets over there we've uh taken homeschool classes through there uh, so speaking of that real quick so you say taking so if if you're if you're a school if you're homeschool, if you're a, a scout group, if you're just, if you're a church group, if you're whatever, and you're interested in doing a tour of the museum, because we don't we don't just leave that open to the public because we don't have a person that's like there all the time, right? So yeah. so how does someone go about doing that? They can call my office over at Cultural Services. What's the phone number? And the number is <laughs> it's eight five zero three nine eight five four five nine. And I will be glad to run over and unlock it for them and show you around. Because we, we also have some old um, cool domestic stuff like this hand crank washing machine. Yeah, I got some really cool photos of that thing, actually. It's that, really that, neat. That thing is so cool. And it's hard to believe that, you know, people had to crank to wash your clothes. You couldn't just pop it in and then, you know, run out for an hour. But, yeah, a lot of interesting things down there. And all those wonderful stuffed critters are still there looking at you down from the walls or up on shelves. And there's all kinds of um, uh, exhibits, some of which are hands-on, where the kids can learn about everything from life down along the coast to up here in the forests. So it has a, a broad spectrum and kind of a small space. Which yeah, is, it really is. Yeah. It's really it, – it really is the the, the – the footprint of the the because there's a little conference room in there right. too that people can use, but the the footprint of the museum portion of it isn't that big. But there is a it's well laid out. There's a lot of really cool, interesting stuff in there. Like you walk in it first, and you're like, oh, you know. But then if you actually take time and go around, you can spend a lot of time like exactly like interacting with all the stuff. And some of it actually is interactive. You can like the kids can put their hands on it, or you can put your hands on it. You know, you can like really. Um, check it out. I know there's one like with, with sea turtles and, and how they lay their eggs and yeah. stuff. And there's all kinds of cool stuff. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And, and there's, you know, how, how you count the rings on a tree to find out how old it was. And not just how old it was, but events that were happening around it at the time. That right. So like when it growth. thrived yeah. and when it 
when there was a when f- it, fire or yeah. a drought or other stuff. Cool. So, you know, there's just all these wonderful things, and they're all very visual, which makes it, I think, even more educational because, you know, sometimes not just kids, but people don't want to stop and read things. So, but you can see it right there presented in front of you. So it's really wonderful. And like you said, there's a meeting room back there. Uh, it can probably accommodate almost uh, 15 to 20 people. This would be a tight squeeze at 20 people. It, it would, but <laughs> I've seen them in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say more comfortably probably 8 to 10. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's... Um, it's really neat. And the, the wonderful thing about the entire facility, it is such a tribute to Mr. McMahon because he was just so generous to the community with his knowledge and you know, his experiences as a forester and just sharing that love of the outdoors with the Crestview community. And um, your former Mayor Cadle and I used to joke that it's our hidden gem. It kind of is, really. Yeah. I mean, and uh, because it's like... You know, well, especially now. So with the with the museum itself being redone, the the work that we're doing on the fountains. So if you can go back there and kind of just like, you know, if you're someone that likes to paint or watercolor or do photography or just yeah. sit in nature, that it's a place you can kind of go. That's you don't got to go way out. You know, and exactly. You can get like, I mean, obviously it's not a dense forest because it's in the, <laughs> in the middle of town, but yeah. it, but it, it's kind of neat because you know it's a, you get an opportunity to see like what it's kind of going to look like if you did go out in, yeah. into the woods, yeah. so to speak, and you can gaze up at the old fire tower, which is on the national yeah. registration uh, national register of historic lookouts. And believe it or not, the thing is still structurally sound. I've climbed up it. But don't climb up it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's fenced off. And <laughs> please, I, I think it please would, don't. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool someday to make it available somehow. It would take a lot of work. Yeah, and, you know, and, a, and a, if you want me up there, you're going to have to put a elevator in because yeah. that thing is, that's a, I might make it up, but I don't know that I'd make it back down. Oh, down is the easy part. Yeah, Mr. Gravity helps with that. Yeah, right, I could just slide. Uh, yeah, when that got dedicated, it got opened and I was um, towards the end of my career, I guess, with the newspaper and anybody who wanted to could climb up there. We got all the way to the top and it turned out the trap door was locked so we couldn't oh, get no. into the tower, but the views were just spectacular oh, yeah. from up there. I met, I, so, so, you know, again, I'm not trying to encourage anyone to go up there, oh, no. but the only other way you're going to get a view like that is from a helicopter, airplane or a drone, right? Yeah, like, exactly. cause it's because we don't have the elevation like that anywhere. Nope. We don't have a building that tall here, you yeah. know, like, so thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially with her. I mean, surprisingly, it's, it's obviously it's very structural because we've had some pretty serious hurricanes in the lifespan yeah. that that tower has been there and it's, Still standing strong, but but even those oak steps were solid as rocks. I, I think they just strengthen over the years. Yeah, maybe pretty cool. I mean, you know, oak is oak's hard wood, so if it doesn't get anything in it, you yeah. know, like bugs or other things yeah. like that. I mean, it wasn't even you know there wasn't algae to slip on. Even that's what really amazed me about because yeah, that's kind of figured cool. I'm going to be landing on my butt sometime yeah. on this climb. We'll, we'll get slippery, yeah. So. Uh, what we didn't mention is the address. <laughs> we talked oh, about all that, and we didn't say where it was. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's on the corner of Butler Circle, and is it North Drive, North Street? Uh, it's right across from Live Oak Cemetery. Uh, Live Oak Cemetery. Yeah. I mean, right. if you look at the tower, yeah, you, you just can see it. Zoom in on the yeah, tower, and then just kind of like you know, head towards the tower, and you you yeah. can get there. It's it's not hard yeah. to find. Um, uh, um, we also didn't mention a big thank you to the Crestview Rotary Club for the park. Yeah, absolutely. Was that, it Rotary or Kiwanis? 
Oh, da- Kiwanis. It was yeah, Kiwanis. Yeah, it was I'm Kiwanis. sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Rotary did her other park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or uh, is currently doing yeah. her other park. And it's really funny because when I get a scout troop out there, you know, if the kids that get there, they try to get there early so they can go play in the park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, cool. that, that, that equipment um, through the Kiwanis Club was really awesome. I mean, we did a little, did a little ribbon cutting ceremony. Um, I say a little, actually, it was quite a lot of people there. Um, yeah. God, that's been a little while now, hasn't it? It's been. <laughs> Three or four years, maybe? It's been three, maybe? Yeah. yeah. 2021, probably? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. two years. Yeah. It's been a while. Time flies it when does. you're when you're doing government. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Uh, not just because Councilwoman Brown had asked me to, but actually because we've had some people asking about it, right? They've driven by it or they've seen it because people yeah. see the playground equipment, but then they see the fence. And so they're confused about it. Typically, if the if the fence isn't slid open uh-huh. um, during regular hours, you can actually like open it and go in and, and pretty much, yeah, you know, use the playground. So obviously be safe, you know, be smart. Again, stay off the, the fire tower, please. But the uh, but it, it is a public park and sun up to sundown, it is open to the public. Exactly. And in the museum, again, if you want to do that, you can reach out to Brian. You can stop by the other museum that we're about to talk about and catch him in there and set up a tour, you know, or, or whatever. But we, we do want people to utilize it. Yeah. And so so moving from that on to from our outdoors to our indoors and in our history. Uh um so I know I had you on, we talked uh, some about the museum. Uh, back when we had, I think we just opened it probably, or we were just about to open it. One or the other, I can't remember. It's been a little while now. It's been probably a, right a year, over a year, Almost I think. Almost a year. Yeah. yeah we yeah. opened September 8th last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we're hard getting to believe real close, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whew, man. So, so what you got going on at the museum? We got a lot of neat things. Something I've learned running a museum, and they warned me about this because I went down and talked to the people at the Indian Temple Mound Museum. Wonderful folks down there. Really interesting. It's a cool museum, museum too. It very much is. Yeah. And um, the lady who, I forget her name now. Dang, I just blanked out. Um, but she's a director, and she told me one thing that's going to happen is I'm going to start getting all kinds of, hey, I've got grandma's umbrella and I'd like to donate it, you know. And so you have to kind of go through a polite process. And almost all the time that turns into something cool. Uh, but you have to find out you know, who is grandma and this will be cool because the umbrella can represent her. But a lot of times we're the first stop on the way to the dump. Right. And I, I did have a gentleman who showed up not just with a pickup truck, but with a utility trailer attracted, attached, and it was full of junk. Uh, oh, yeah, this was an antique. You know, my mother had this in the kitchen, and it was like some rusty bit of something. And, you know, and I, I, I hate to turn stuff down. Uh, I really do. And sometimes by accepting a particular gift, another one comes along that I really wanted. And um, case in point, I have a cool collection of antique adding machines I got from Jimmy Lundy, who's a local CPA. And that in itself was cool. But what was really cool was he had an old musical instrument from the 1870s called the Melodium. And this was something you would get for your parlor if you didn't have enough room or enough money. It was hand-pumped organ, essentially, or a foot-pumped organ. And it's a cool little piece. And 
so it, it was well worth getting 30 adding machines that I had trouble kind of, <laughs> he gave me a bookcase for them, luckily. So I have about 25 of them, 24 of them in the bookcase. But you, you look and there's adding machines all over the museum. <laughs> we have them in the upstairs office. And one actually just ended up over at the McMahon Center. Okay. I think because um, there was one there that was just all beat up and the kids would pound on it and it was rusty and um, it, it just didn't look good. So I have one. You had a few to spare. (laughs) Yeah, I had one almost exactly like it. So that's over there now. And it also has a do not touch sign on it. You know, I hate putting up do not touch signs, but sometimes, you know, the little people get enthusiastic. And, you know, after I have a a, a group of kids go through, I have to go and pull all the keys back on the old typewriter and that stuff. Um, But it's, it's exciting to see the little kids running around there and stuff that fascinates them. I think the the thing that really interests them is the old phone booth from the Crestview Courthouse. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some imagery of Superman, you know, or Clark yeah. King jumping in one and coming out yeah. of Superman, but also just that that there's almost, you know, there's an entire generation that most of them have oh, never seen a landline. Really, what's <laughs> really funny is kids will stare at the phone and finally someone will say, how did you use this? And, <laughs> and, um, and our, our volunteer, Joe Caulfield, actually provided the phone because we got it, had no phone in it. And we had tracked one down over in a, a consignment store um, and it, they wanted $200 for it, which, you know, money's tight. Wow. And so I was lamenting this to somebody and Joe overheard me and he said, oh, wow, I've got an old dial phone in my wood shop that I got for $5 at a yard sale. So he brought it in and it was exactly the right color because there was um, a tray underneath that was that, that putty color. So kids will stare at it and, they, and then they'll get their picture taken holding the phone up to their ears and, and then all us old people start telling stories about pay phones and how we circumvented doing collect calls back home and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, we were on a private phone company. It was really cool. It just covered uh, this valley that we lived above. And uh, consequently, it had quirks. It wasn't part of the Bell Network, which was nationwide at that time. If you called and your party answers, you quick dial the zero, hold it down and shout, and they could barely hear you. But Every parent of all my high school buddies and me had a list of phone numbers by the phone. So you go, Mom, call me at the bus stop. Call me at the movie theater. Call me Aiken's Drugstore. That was one because they had great shakes. We'd all gather at Aiken's after school. But, you know, all these stories start coming out and people will start talking about party lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a big one here. Yeah. And and just funny things that would happen and how like whole neighbors would have like you would have your your neighborhood watch meeting on the party line, essentially, even before there was a neighborhood watch so you know it brings out these memories which we then share with the kids and they're either very polite or they're fascinating i'm not sure but yeah. <laughs> well, they're baffled probably yeah. like, what are these people talking about and you know and, and how can i watch movies on this thing yeah right <laughs> yeah um but there's you know, there's stuff like that that I love when people go through, and it just evokes conversation, and often it's multi generational. And a lot of times when the old folks come in, and you know, I'll have some old pictures of things from Crestview that we've blown up, and they'll start talking about, oh, isn't that so and so in the the photo, or you know, oh, I remember when that tornado went through, and and more stories come out of it, and it helps fill in some blanks. So it's it's really an interesting. It's almost a forum that people can go to and just start these conversations. And, and meanwhile, 
you know, I just have a blast over there. Yeah. yeah I, I feel sorry for you because I've got the best job in town. Here. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, hey, your job's great if you love what you do. Yeah. Right? So if you, so if, I, you know, this is a great fit for you and you, you really enjoy doing it. And that shows whenever you're doing your work, it shows whenever you're interacting with people at the museum or when you're talking about the museum. Yeah. So that's, that's always a win for us. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, 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 I feel that way very strongly about it and, and it's preserving our history. It's bringing stuff out that people didn't even think about. So yeah, I love doing that. But, um, we were talking, uh, somehow we got way back there again. We were talking about the second Saturday. Yeah, opening. your events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah When I was events. like, what do you got going on at the museum? Yeah, um, once we got going with the museum, I realized, okay, I think we can open, you know, at least one Saturday a month. And I kind of modeled that after the Baker Block. And, and interestingly, Ann Spann, who is the director of the Baker Block Museum, is also president of the Crestview Historic Preservation Board, which um, pretty much owns the museum stuff. The stuff. city owns the building, they own the stuff. And um, it, it's been an incredible fit. And she and I got talking, and we said, okay, you know, we can take that as a model and do that here in Crestview. So we are open every second Saturday, unless for some reason we really need to open on the first Saturday. Like this year, April Fool's Day was on a, a Saturday. And I said, I, I, I can't let that go by. Yeah. So we had five joke exhibits in there. And, and some of it was an existing exhibit and we put a joke tag on it. And if somebody found all five of the jokes then they won a certificate to a restaurant downtown. So yeah, it was of, fun. Like yeah. we, so we had our egg hunt that morning over uh -huh. at the park. Yeah, and yeah. then I came over to do the tour yeah. of the museum with the, and I found all five of them. Very good. I Very was good. well. Yeah, I did. I found yeah. all five, and I was watching some other people walk around like they were really struggling with one, and I was just sitting there, kind of like, mm -hmm. you know. But, but they it were people. I saw them at the egg hunt, and then they came over to the museum, yeah. you know. And that's what's so cool about that, right? Yeah, is I, like I love the the. I don't want to call it cross programming, but it's it's like cross cross sharing or cross, you know, offering cool things that the city can do yeah. for our people. And, you know, I had a meeting the other day with uh, Deb Gething, the new Main Street uh, director. Yeah, I got to get her on here. And Oh, yeah, she's she's wonderful. I could just listen to her talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just talking about ways of sharing when an event comes up, you know, stuff that the museum can be doing that complements what's happening on Main Street. And also, you know, I don't mind nudging the concept of Main Street over one block. And we, we do get people off of Main Street events. So it's, you know, it's it's part of this whole big sharing and providing activities all over the place. Right. For everybody. Right. The point of Main Street is, is to promote Main Street, but it's to promote our entire downtown. Yes. And at 198 South uh -huh. Wilson Street. Yeah. <laughs> right on the other side of the railroad tracks from City Hall. You're, you're part of downtown, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I feel very much a part of that. And it's really kind of fun. Um, from where I sit at the front desk now, uh, I can kind of peek out the window and I just see this interesting cross section of the city's citizenry going by and the occasional fire truck or ambulance or police car or something. And you kind of go, you know, this is this is a cool location. And I could see why the Bush family and the house was built for Lorenzo Bush and his family, um, why it was such a good location for him, because he overlooks the railroad track and he was track supervisor. But anyway, you know, we we do an event every month. And um, we have had cool stuff. Um, we, we've 
already had a series of cultural events. You know, we did Cinco de Mayo, mm -hmm. and then in June we did um, the Festa de la Repubblica, which was Italy's national day. And we did that because the city has a relationship with the Italian Air Force contingent down at Eglin. So those There's folks, also a club here, right? The, yes. The Sons, Sons and, Daughters and Daughters of Italy. Italy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they participated. And it was good for those two groups to get together because they're, you know, the one hadn't been aware of the other really. So it was so much fun to see the interaction. And when we do these things, they inevitably involve food, which inevitably means everybody's gathered around the kitchen table. So it's, yeah, I kind of like to think of it as our downtown, you know, Crestview home yeah. kind of thing, mama's kitchen sort of thing. But when those Italian folk come in and they, oh gosh, they were just bringing in these fabulous dishes, homemade one after the other. So people who would come to the museum would get samples of these. And then last month we did Bastille Day, Oh, actually, it was early this month. It's still June, July. It is um, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we had croissants and crepes and just all kinds of great stuff in there. Um, a lot of this generates conversation, which is just really wonderful. People didn't know we have a sister city in France. Right, yeah. Um, we had a lot of, the, uh, you know, actually the whole food component was done by the sister city program. And, and this is all free, too. So when people come in, they get to nibble on little foods on a Saturday. And we have a lot of families come through. So it's, it's great fun. So real quick, I want to shamelessly plug this. If you want to know more about the Sister Cities, you can actually go back and listen to an episode that Brian and I did. Uh, yeah. It's been a little while ago, but it's all about our Sister City program, Noir Mitier, the the. Uh, town, I guess it's yeah. a town. It's on an island, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and what they do there, and and you know how the sister city program works and functions and all that. So all of our episodes are free. Uh, if you're hearing this on the radio, maybe we'll get the radio to replay that episode one day as a rerun or something, so people can hear that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some great stuff coming up in August, August 12th. That's second Saturday. We're swinging on the porch. And as you know, we recently got a porch swing. Thank you to Councilman Andrew Rensich. And actually, Mayor Pro Tem now, isn't he? He is Mayor yeah, Pro Tem. Yeah, Mayor Pro Tem. And uh, he and I had just been talking at a dinner one day, and he said, how are things at the museum? And I had mentioned, I would love to get a port swing. And he contacted me and said he thinks he could get funding for it. And we had just met a local woodworker who was displaying some of her works at the Bush House Market that we did in March. And it was, it's amazing how fast government can work. <laughs> but within a week, we were out there hanging a swing. And poor Stephanie from Parks and Recreation, she was the only one who could fit through the little hatch in the attic above. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So luckily it wasn't stifling hot or anything. But, yeah, we had people like Cody and Stan and me, and none of us will fit through that little hatch. But Stephanie did, and she was in there because she had to anchor the thing from the you know, the top side. It's one so, of the reasons why Stephanie got employee of the quarter a couple quarters ago. <laughs> I, I'm glad she did because, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that. But uh, we had talked at the employee um, uh, uh, training that we did a couple weeks ago about how everybody who works for the city is interdependent on everybody else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that was definitely a case in point. And there's been times you know, just other little things like somebody broke the latch on one of our bathrooms and I don't know how they managed to do that, but they, you know, broke the whole sliding bar off. Because <laughs> people can break anything, man. Yeah, and I'm going, oh, it's, it's not like they were desperate to get 
into the bathroom, I think. They were trying to get out. I was like, whatever. So we're, we had to replace it. And it took a couple of us because somebody had to hold it while somebody else had to do something. Then the bug man, Mike, walks in and he goes, oh, is this some kind of joke? Like how many city employees does it take to replace a latch? <laughs> That's pretty funny. But, but it's true, though. You know, there, there are things where we need each other. And I'm just grateful being over there at the museum that we had that constant support. And um, it's, it's really a neat position to be in. But anyway, um, August 12th, they're going to be swinging on the porch. We have that wonderful new porch swing. And you have live music, right? Oh, I do. I got the 16 piece New Age Big Band. And these are all students. These are all kids from Crestview High School. And they put out so much incredible sound. And they play traditional big band music, you know, your Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman. But then they also have contemporary swing music. Um, I but, didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's thing. Yeah, like there was, uh, what was it Cherry Pop and Daddies? Or oh something? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And okay. Manhattan Transfer to an extent. So um, they're a little older, but you know, still. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, older. They're within the last twenty-five to thirty years yeah, versus exactly. within the last seventy. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but those guys are going to be playing on the porch, and you know, I offered them space inside. I said, you know, it's going to be August. It's going to be a little warm out there. But again, you know, relying on other departments. Uh, Chuck Powell from Parks and Rec came over with this cool, high-powered fan that is it pumps out a lot of air, but it doesn't sound like a seven forty-seven about to take off. And we think we'll be able to use that okay and um, keep those kids a little cool. Cool. Uh, we'll have some chairs set up out on the lawn, and we're going to put canopies over them. And so you can try out the port swing, listen to the music, dance on the lawn, you know, and it's it's kind of outdoor focused. And, of course, yeah. we'll have the exhibits inside. Well, you'll be – yeah, but you'll also be just – you know, pushing music out into the into the downtown Community, and everything yeah. else. So that's really cool. Yeah, and so I hope the neighbors all come by and you know, trip the light. Fantastic, I think it's called. Yeah. I, so so we got I got about thirty seconds. I want you to tease your your big event. Your big event you got there. A big event. Uh, September first through third, Labor Day weekend. We are doing Race to the Rhine. Crestview has been doing World War Two uh, history presentations. Um, Large-scale productions, really. These are huge educational uh, events starting in 2019 with the anniversary of D-Day at that time. So this is our fourth one. This one is focusing on Operation Market Garden. And this is all put together by the guys in our Living History Corps, which is something I founded within the Cultural Services Division. And these are very dedicated young historians, and they are incredibly picky about historic accuracy but we're going to have a bunch of great uh, displays out there they're going to do reenactments so they'll be running through the woods behind the senior center in spanish trail park and uh, we have a, a uso style dance and the shtick in between the music is coming from actual uh, world war ii uso show scripts okay so don't give it all away because i can tell you i'm gonna bring you back on we're gonna talk about that when okay. we get closer so, to it so these so, are some of the things and september 1st through 3rd uh, it starts at nine o'clock each morning and the friday is uh students and veterans day of course anybody can come yeah but we're, we're going to be focusing. It's free and open. so Completely yeah. free and open. Parking is free. Enter from Stillwell Boulevard. And we're going to have signs all over the place and visual displays and even a museum. So, oh, like on site. That's on site, cool. yeah. Okay. I dig yeah. that. All right. Yeah. So like I said, we'll, we'll have you back and we'll talk about that one uh, I look forward more. forward to it. Um, and uh, so real quick, 
I'm I'm over time. Sorry, radio station, but I have to do it. Uh, your your weekly uh, reminder that local government has a larger impact on you uh, than any other type of government. It's more than federal, uh, even more than state. Now, state does have some effect, but your your county and your city government are affecting you the most on a daily basis. So interact with us. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Come to a council meeting. There's an open section at the end for open comment where you can come up and you get three minutes. And as long as you, you know, aren't as long as you're following the rules of freedom of speech, you can say what yeah. you need to say and, and let us know. Uh, you can always uh, find us on social media at City of Crestview, uh, our website, which I promise, Brian, we will be getting your page up and going for the museum. I, I promise we will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, just just thank you to everyone that does does engage with us, even if it's to tell us what you think we're doing wrong. We, we still appreciate any kind of engagement because that's how government has, that's what it's about. That's what government's yeah. about, you know? And then always just would be remiss without saying thank you, WAZ, WJSB for getting these out on Saturday mornings um, because I reached so many people with this that I wouldn't if you didn't. And I really appreciate that. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to hey, tell us about what's going fun. on. this is fun. I love coming down here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Um, I think I'm going to bring you back on and we talk about that other one. We'll probably do a history episode because we haven't done one of those in a while. So we'll tie those two things together. Uh, but that's it for this one, Crestview. Just be safe. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall, and it's also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.